That's a kitty. Look at the hello, kitty. Hello, hello. You feel me? You feel me? There's a kitty. Oh, look at That's the a kitty. Cute kitty. Oh my <laughs> god, I want to take that kitty home. I want that cat, dude. Talking to your I've been talking into my Garrett. microphone. Garrett, let's make a mix. Let's make a mixtape. Five, six, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. Right off the red nose reindeer. Oh, wrong song. Had a very shiny. Oh, oh, it is. Does it sound good? All right, everybody, how's it going? This is the Red Line Radio Crew. I'm Garrett. I'm Emmanuel. And Emilio. And we are here to throw a whole bunch of awesome car news and all that stuff at you today. It's going to be awesome. We've got Emilio here from across the pond, river. Whichever the border. The border. <laughs> no, he's just got in yesterday. He's he's completely legal. I promised. I made him. I checked him whenever he came into the door. But uh, Emilio, why don't you go ahead and say a couple words about yourself? What do you drive? Why All are you right. here? I have a '95 Sonoma. It is a four banger. It is a POS, but nonetheless, I love that truck. And um, no matter what anybody says, it's a great truck. It's me where I need to go. Um, as far as modifications go, so far. Uh, I'm planning on lowering the truck. Uh, right now, I have three-inch lowering blocks and two-inch lowering springs in the front, and I plan on removing the blocks and installing uh, leaf springs. But uh, that's just in the near future. Near future. Emmanuel, let's pretend this is everybody's first episode since this is our first stream, and I think this is what we're going to probably base everything off of from here on out. Go ahead, cool. introduce yourself real qu- real quick. Why are you here, and what do you drive? I'm Emmanuel. I'm here because I'm our tech expert, local tech expert here. Uh, I drive a 2001 Corolla S, uh, recently dropped on D2 coilovers. That oh, was, that was fun. snap. That was a good day. Uh, I got it aligned today. Runs real nice. Scrapes a lot. That's cool. Especially on speed bumps. It's pretty nasty. I'll yeah. put that video up. We're going to put the whole... I, I'll just go ahead and tell you guys. We're doing an entire little um, video of a time lapse on one of the coilovers. It'll give you a good idea on how lengthy of a process it is for your first time especially, but... It's going to be a great video. We're going to put it up. It's going to have funny music. It's going to have good commentary, and we're going to do that tonight as well. We won't be streaming that, obviously, but... Tough. Oh, well. So, guys, I guess I better introduce myself now that I've introduced you guys. Yeah. I'm Garrett. I'm here because I'm the middle ground of Texpert and Complete Novice. Somewhere in between. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know a lot more than most people do. And I don't know nearly as much as someone who, you know, went to college for four years for nothing but cars. You know, they'd probably serve me any day on car knowledge. But we've got three awesome levels of experience here. And I like that balance. If you guys watched episode zero, our pilot episode, when Richard was here, we had that same kind of balance going on. Emmanuel, at the upper levels of our automotive knowledge. And you've got me in the middle tier. And then now we've got Emilio, who's not on the bottom, but he's a little bit lower. It's at three, three steps you know, and none of those are bad places to be in. Everybody's got to start somewhere, and everybody's going to get somewhere if they keep going. So, awesome. Just keep working on cars. The more you learn, the more you know. Yeah. And uh, I drive a 2009 Scion XD Special Edition Green in the 2.0 with the touchscreen GPS and sound system and interior lights. Pretty red. Pretty awesome and it's yet? just a nice car. Any mods? What, what, what mods? Oh, I uh, got a cold air intake. K&N. Boom. Sounds real great. It does sound good. Sounds amazing. Just a little quiet for my taste. Yeah. 
Does it improve gas mileage at all? You think or no, no? It's not for you. Mm, not the way I drive it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: lowering my car actually increased my gas mileage. Really? Like increased how far you can go on each. Yes. Is that because you drive more conservatively, or is that because... I think it's a combination of both. The aerodynamics, from like the fact that the car is lower, more air is going over it instead of under it. So the aerodynamics are better, and I do drive it more conservatively to avoid scraping a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah, I went to Pasadena and back to get my car aligned, and it usually takes me a quarter tank of fuel, and it took less than that today. Less so than that. That's always good. That's pretty cool. More fuel, more... Go fast mods, you know. Yeah, exactly. More fuel, more awesome. You can afford to do more with it. Yeah. So, I think this is an appropriate time to go straight into the news. Are we going to put this on Facebook? We're going live. If you want to, man. Yeah, might as well. I mean, yes. See who hops on. You, you yes. Know, how, how many viewers we got yeah, now? let's go. Yes. Okay. I'm going to be... Oh, sorry. Camera. I keep wanting to look at my face. Oh, it's so Camera. beautiful. Camera. Camera. I think I may even turn that around you so that so we, we don't get. Each other, yeah. Yeah. Give me one second. You guys talk about something. Give a little. Give a little preview about the whole mod thing that we, the mod video that we're doing. Just talk about it for a second. Oh, okay. Well, we are in our basically workout clothes in the hot summer Texas heat sun, <laughs> <laughs> and we got down to the nitty gritty. Lifted up the front of the car. Uh, took out the old shocks. Everything else, you know, it got pretty intense. And we were there for a long time. What, six oh, hours maybe? That was like an eight-hour day. An eight-hour day? Like front and back, all four coilovers. Sorry about that. It was nine hours from nine beginning hours? to end. It was ridiculous. We started at 11. 11 finished at 8. eight. Yeah. With a test run and everything? Yeah. So. Beginning to end, 8. Did you guys ever fix, did you finish rolling that fender? Yeah, the fender's rolled out, both of them in the front. And Still having that squeak on the uh, right side? Yeah, I figured out what it was. It was the uh, the sway bar uh, end links mm-hmm. that we were talking about in the back. Uh, they were adjusted too far backwards, and then we adjusted them out. And uh, it's better. I adjusted out the right one too far, so it, the nut started rubbing on the tire. So I adjusted it back a little bit. Now it's perfect. No Perf. noise. No noise Good. at all. Bueno. So it's fine tuning. I'm gonna start writing the Facebook post, <laughs> blasting it out there, and. Emmanuel or Emilio? Nice who, who, right there. Oh yeah, my <laughs> my XD right over here, beautiful. Um, so who wants to get started with the news? Emilio, do you want to go as our guest? Do you want to start? Let Emmanuel start. I think you should start as our is our honored guest. I think you should start with the news, unless you don't have a news story prepared. I don't have a news story, you know that. <sighs> Emilio, Emilio. So what are you doing? Get on your phone right now. Find a news story. I don't care at this point. Like, seriously, we've gone over everything from 4G coming into GM vehicles to Fiat losing money in the Chrysler deal to... A Ford F-150 burning. Yeah, we've done everything. Really? Yeah. Did yeah, you, yeah did that so you didn't even yeah. listen to the last episode? Well, no one ever sent you a link. I, I sent you a link to the website. How many times have I sent a link to the website? I don't know. Like yeah, a million twice. times. Like 1.5 million times. I see how it is. So you're not one of our 28... 30 followers now. Again, never read the link. I'll give it to you. Send me the link right now. I'll give it to you. All right. Okay. Uh, first things first, though. I'm the realist. Um, okay, Slim Shady. Yeah. <laughs> so, Emmanuel, then. Let's go ahead and get started with the news with you. 
So I read an article today. Uh, I forgot what I was doing, looking for car parts or something. But I read an article. Uh, Bugatti. Look up in a new Bugatti. Uh, their 2016 Bugatti Veyron. It's looking pretty crazy. Uh, as far as displacement, it's the same same W16 engine. I don't know if they're going with bigger turbos or a different tune or something. Uh, 1500 horsepower. That's kind of the bombshell for that one. Really? 286 miles an hour, estimated top speed. Do you remember what the old one was? Uh, 200 and... I don't even know, dude. 256? 57? So with the 500 horsepower gain with 30 miles an hour? Yeah, top speed. It's those diminishing returns, man. And they they did say they do a lot of aero work and stuff. Uh, it looks pretty much the same. The headlights, grill front ends kind of different looking but see that's an interesting claim because i remember when the bugatti veyron came out everyone just freaked about how amazing that aerodynamic fin was on the back the adjustable one for uh for turning and top speed and all that stuff everyone freaked like out about how it was break yeah about how it was the most aerodynamically efficient fin to ever be on the back of a vehicle it was like three levels and automatically adjusted itself and stuff. Yeah, the air Even the ride height of the car. Even. Yeah, even the ride height changed when you went into top speed or just touring. Or So, I mean, it's a pretty big claim. That's something I will give them props to. For those of you who have listened, you know I'm not a huge, amazingly huge Bugatti Veyron fan only because that's so much money. I don't even know how many cars I could mod completely decked out VIP with that same amount of money. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Too many to count. Um... But that is something that I will give. Uh, I will give Bugatti. They, they definitely. I guess I should say Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Since technically, yeah. Bugatti's just a name. It is a know? Volkswagen. Volkswagen is directly who works on it. So I will give a lot of props to Volkswagen for basically killing it out there. I mean that that whole the whole aerodynamic work that they did on even the Gen One Bugatti Veyrons was pretty pretty amazing. That's something that I I will say I did like about that car a lot. It is a boat, though. It's really heavy. Um, I think that's, that's that comes. I mean, we talked about this last episode. That comes with the W sixteen. Yeah, know? it's just the territory of supercars. Big engine, big, heavy, light, like heavyweight. Um, I did read in the article that this one is lighter than its previous model. So lighter, more power, better, better aero. It just good equation. It's looking good for Bugatti. I'm pretty sure lots of famous people will buy one, so we'll see. We'll see in 2016 when its production release is out. I don't even think we're streaming right now. We may have to restart. Yeah, but something about Kevin Ward's death. Do what? Kevin Ward's death. When was that? Recently. Like a week ago? No, I haven't talked. Well, I don't the, think NASCAR talked. Yeah, the NASCAR driver? The NASCAR driver? Nope. What's his name? Tony Stewart? I didn't... No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, really... Wow, that's crazy, though. They were killed on a... Yeah, Tony Stewart ran into him while he was walking out of the car. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's what I'm going to talk about. Go for it, right now. It's all you. I think we're pretty much done, right? Do you have anything else to say on the Bugatti? Yeah, talk about that. I haven't heard about that. I'm still, I'm still reading a little bit on Okay, well then, keep going about the Bugatti. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I heard. That's all there was. <laughs> uh, do you think that... Do, price. Have you heard anything about Price. No, I imagine it's not going to be any cheaper than the last one. It's probably going to be more expensive. They already already proved that it costs more to build it than what they sold it for. By a lot. A lot. And... Losing money? Wow. 
yeah, a lot of money, actually. They were, like, cutting themselves by, like, three quarters of what it was actually worth. And so, I mean, do you think they'll bump up the price with that extra 500 horsepower? Do you think they'll keep it the same or like it's gonna in the be same ballpark? Expensive. But, like, in the same ballpark or a in the dramatic? Same million ballpark, maybe. <laughs> if the ballpark's, like, a million variants, then yeah. That's so crazy, dude. For a car, like... Anybody can T-bone you in the parking lot, and then your money is, like... Gone. It's null and void. Like, no matter how much you spent on that car, it's still wrecked. Because you can't afford to replace to anything on it. it. Yeah. Jeez. That it's would suck. crazy. I'm making sure a stream is actually streaming on the stream. Boom. Streamception. It's buffering. Sounds so good. Okay, that's cool. So that's straight. Is that live? Yeah. It's just behind. A yeah, little it's just bit. behind a little bit. It's got some latency stuff. Okay. It looks good. It's in 480p. So I mean, it's not amazing audio quality. But that's because I didn't pay like 200. That's because I didn't pay like 200 bucks for. Yeah, that's a 1080p camera. But I didn't pay like 300 dollars for UStream Pro. Yeah. <laughs> if we start getting paid to do this, we start getting paid to do this, then we'll, I'll probably pay for UStream Pro. That way I can do 1080p footage because I know people would like that. But I was just making sure that our stream is actually going because earlier it was like, you're not streaming. And I'm like, pretty sure I am, but that's cool. Um, you ready? Yeah. Go. All right. Um, not sure on the exact date. I think it uh, had to be last week, though. Uh, Tony Stewart, very well-known NASCAR driver, was involved in a... Um, uh, he wasn't. He was a. Uh, he was racing in a, a dirt track in New York, and uh, ran into Kevin Ward. Uh, I think it's Kevin Ward Jr. Yeah, twenty-year-old uh, ran into him and killed him uh, throughout the race. Uh, Kevin Ward had actually uh, crashed, walking out and trying to. Uh, each car was swerving out, and I think it said that the the rear tire of Tony Stewart's car hit Ward, and uh, on his way to the hospital, he uh, was fatally. Uh, he was dead, pronounced dead at least. So. It wasn't intentional or anything, well, right? Well, Tony Stewart acknowledges the fact that he hit him, like he knows he hit him, but I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, like he, he he wasn't like I'm gonna run into this guy because, like I said, oh. the rear tire hit him, so he he did his best to swerve out. But uh, I know that those uh those track cars have pretty wide tires, so I mean, no doubt. And it's on dirt, so it's hard to yeah, hard get a to last get moment reaction yeah. on dirt, you know. I mean, even if you do, you're usually sliding all over the place by that point, anyways. When you lose traction on dirt, it's gone. Yeah. You know, I mean. And these guys are both NASCAR drivers. What are they doing on a dirt track? Well, you know, they got to train somehow, you know? Yeah. I, I bet you it's what they cool. do in their off time. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty cool. Look at Tanner Faust. He does, like, everything. He did He did everything. He did well, yeah. everything from time attack to rally to drifting. I mean, they they all do different kinds of racing, you know? But he quit all that to do rallycross now? Yeah. Rallycross. Like, is he still? I mean, I think he was at the last X Games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, rallycross. Okay, X Games. what I thought. Uh, he's he's with Volkswagen now. Oh, that's nice. Volkswagen driving. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but no charges have been pressed on Tony Stewart yet. Um, they're doing a full investigation right now. Do you I, think? Do you think that charges should be pressed? I mean, I mean, uh, you know, racing is a dangerous thing. I yeah. mean, that's why every, not everybody does it. You know, from, from a family's perspective, I would like to see some action be taken. But at the same time, from you know knowing they, knowing how how racing is, I mean, there's something really you could do. I mean, like. The whole, whole, the only way they would press charges is if it was like they could find out for sure, like 
oh, he did this on purpose. There, there should be a video on CNN on the, on the webpage or on YouTube. I wouldn't doubt if, it. So you said, okay, he acknowledged that he hit him. Yeah, he, like, he, he acknowledged. Like, he said, I, yeah. I hit him. Yeah, but it wasn't like he didn't acknowledge like I hit him with malicious intent. Yeah. You know, he's just saying like if I ran into Emmanuel on the road, I would no, I no, I wouldn't be like no, I didn't hit him. No, yeah. no, I would be like yeah, I hit him, or yeah. or I would say something like oh he pulled out in front of me, but I still hit him. You know, but I think it really the only way they can press charges is if there's proof that he did it on purpose. Like if he just like twisted his wheel straight into whoever. Um, I can't remember what his name is. I'm sorry. Kevin Moore. Yeah. And if he just twisted his wheel straight into him and purposefully tried to do that to him, that's one Definitely thing. That is something – that's murder. I mean, that's murder. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Um, the worst – the least he could get off with was be vehicular manslaughter if they did press charges. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen to anybody, especially if it was an accident. You know? Yeah. It happens. They have insurance for stuff like this anyways. It, odds are, since he's technically a celebrity, he wouldn't get something like manslaughter anyways. And it was on a racetrack, so it's probably... Yeah, it's different Imperial, on a racetrack. Yeah, it's Imperial Super Sprints, Kandawaga uh, Motorsports Park. Kandawaga, I don't know how to pronounce that. Kandawaga Motorsports uh, Park. Great, that's a great question. But it, it, it is different, like... I mean, if obviously, if we were like dirt racing in the back roads and then I clipped Emmanuel's car on accident and he died, yes, I would go to prison, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's on a racetrack. They it's, signed warranties walking through the door. Uh, not warranties. Uh, what should we call it? Waivers. Waivers, yeah. They, like, you know, they don't let you race without them. So. It's part of the job. Yeah. It's like signing up to be a mercenary and then, like, not expecting suing, to get shot. Yeah, it's like, not <laughs> suing when you get shot at or something or. Going into MMA and then suing when you get a concussion because someone hits you. You know, I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of it. Especially if you're coming around those corners at 100 plus miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, people die in wrecks at 30 on the streets. I mean, you seriously don't think you're, you have a high chance of dying coming around a corner at 60, 70, sometimes 100 miles an hour? Yeah. It's insane. But it's the, it's it's their choice in the less, end, too. Nonetheless, condolences to his family. Oh, yeah, and all those definitely. by any, like, you know, driving incidents and accidents. It's the hard thing to see. And yeah. you know what? I'm going to be that guy. Kids, this is why you make sure you take it to your track. Because even though, you know, something like this did happen, imagine if you were racing around with your friends or something and you clipped him and he did die. Not you know, not saying clip your friend on a racetrack and you'll get away with it. But, like, just keep it off the streets, man. Yeah. Yeah. Go ride go-karts. It's kind of exactly. lame, but it's still kind of fun. Or you can ride go-karts on, the, on like, not dirt on tracks street. and stuff like that. Yeah. Not on the streets, yeah. but you can on dirt tracks. Yeah. That's, that's not illegal. Yeah. So go-karts are cool. But be safe. keep your be, cars be off of the streets. Street racing. There's especially if you live in Texas. I don't want to hear a single freaking excuse from you, because there are so many tracks in Texas. Yeah, there's a nice handful, and there's tons of events too. If you live in the southeast Houston area, I know there's four. Some of them are expensive. Some of them are dirt cheap. Two off by Galveston. One's called Golf Greyhound Park, and they have a drifting event. Once a year or every other year, I can't remember. Mm, every other, I think, an yeah, amateur drifting event that's huge that you can take your cars out to. And uh, there's MSR Racing down in Angleton, if you guys know where that is, a little town. But that's an amazing racing track that basically allows anything to go if on certain days. So yeah, I'm telling you, just to Google it. It may be a couple miles out, but. Prison, a couple miles out. A I mean, coffin. Your choice. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really that's really where we are at this point. And 
my news story, which is going to tie... Have we decided what we're going to talk about? This is, once again, just like last week, a really unprepared show. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys, we're, I'm going off to college soon, so let's make sure we get another episode in before all that. We may even get one more, depending. Eh, depends, but... It really depends, but... So what are we going to talk about this episode? Have we decided? Uh, what is there to talk about? Like We can talk about your car, but we're already doing we're a video with? on that. Yeah. Shall we discuss we could, we could. We'll start with newbie tips like we always do. The newbie section. So do you want to keep going into... So we just did engine. I guess the next part would technically be transmission. And we're not ready for transmission. So we'll save that for another week. Um, well, we gave them the upper half of the engine, so let's just give them the lower half. But we did. What do we have left to talk about in the lower half? The crank? Not a lot. Just the crankshaft, piston rods, uh, crank bearings. All right, let's get into it. Then, um, Manuel. What's your new story? Oh, my new story? Yeah, my new story was going to be about your suspension, but I don't have one right now. So I may come up with some one oh, later. Don't. I know I don't, oh, but don't. this is my show, so I make Google the rules. It. So I make the rules. Manual. Let's go ahead and start off with the newbie tips section. Let's uh, so pistons, creative power, and then it travels down and go. Start with the lower half of the engine. Yeah, you have your connecting rods that connect to the piston heads. Um, then your rods push down your crankshaft, and your crankshaft effectively, and you know it's in all different positions for every cylinder or whatever um but then the end of it is connected to like your flywheel which connects to your transmission and stuff so basically where the tr- power is transferred um, it's pretty simple really it's taking the chemical reaction of the explosion and whatnot to mechanical and physical power and just what moves your car really it's where it first changes to all mechanical power so it gets pretty crazy. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, after that, it gets pretty crazy. We get into a whole lot of little pieces and parts, and I think we're still trying to decide whether we're going to do those parts in groups or whether we're going to talk about each and every little part in between there because they're all important, unfortunately. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. But transmission day. Oh, man. We're going to have to do some studying for that. You ready? No, I'm not ready for transmission <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 intimidating, but but it'll be worth it. It'll so that that was too easy. That was too easy. You get off easy this week. I'm just kidding. I mean, it really was. Newbie tips. Just a quick recap. Really, what we talked about was piston rods connecting to the crankshaft, which turns to create your mechanical power. Boom. That's basically it. Um. There's a pool of oil down there keeping everything lubricated. Oh, yeah. The crank splashes all up and lubricates the stuff, and that's basically it. That's why you have to change your oil, because all the heat comes off and it breaks down the oil. Fun fact. Oil removes 20% of your engine's heat. 20%? 20% of your engine's heat. Which is just enough to keep it running. Just enough. Your coolant alone is not not enough. Yeah. if you live in hot climates, I recommend oil coolers. I'm looking to get one myself. Like, it'll really help with your keeping your engine running longer. Especially if you run your car hard. Yeah. 
Or if you plan on like, if you're one of those long trip kind of people or one of those worst case scenario kind of people, like you see all those people, I don't know if you guys live north or not, but in the south we have hurricanes all the time and people's cars will overheat on the side of the road. This, uh, keeping your oil cool will help with that a lot. Like, I don't think a single person who has a system like that gets that same kind of overheating problem really from just idling. Not from that reason at least. It would have to be a bad, bad day for you to overheat that bad. But um, that's really that's really what we got. Um, we could talk about a lot of different things. You know, while we're talking about oil, for Advanced Auto, do you want to talk about um, different kinds of oil? Do yeah. You, the difference between synthetic oil and natural oil? Yeah, and then viscosities and shit like that. Viscosities. And differences between high mileage oil and synthetic oils and mixed blends and whatnot. That could be our advanced auto section. Be cool. We could talk about the racing applications of oil and why you don't just use Penn's oil in your racing car. You know, <laughs> well, Penn's oil makes racing oil, but, but you don't just use off the wall Walmart. Ten W thirty. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so, do you just want to? I mean, that was a really easy newbie tip section. So we're going to have to budget baller will be an interesting section because we're not keeping everything under one part, really. So we'll come up with something for budget baller that will be a lot meatier. And maybe we'll even add another little debate kind of section at the end. So depending on how fast how fast this show goes pretty so far, it's going by pretty fast. But um, Mm -hmm. so let's start with oil. Do you know what kind of oil you use? Uh. Let's just start with, do you use natural or synthetic oil? Oh, natural. Natural oil? Yeah. What about you? Natural high mileage. I use synthetic oil just because... Because you're fancy? Royal Purple. <laughs> <laughs> they sponsor a raceway down in Texas, so I like them because of that. And I like the sound of synthetic oil. And you'll see, you'll see why in a minute. But, Emmanuel, why did you choose natural oil over synthetic oil? Well, I don't know. Just natural oil that, I mean, is from the earth, and like, you know. I'm just going to be honest. There's really not that big of a difference between natural and synthetic oil. Now, if you want to get on a car-by-car-by-car basis, yes, there are some cars that prefer natural oil over synthetic oil, and vice versa, too. For example, uh, Honda Prelude, the H22A2, loves natural oil synthetic oil you get this weird blue smoke coming out the back because it burns so much oil and uh it gets a weird composite buildup inside of your pistons and older engines basically you don't want that you know if your car is bad at burning oil basically is what i'm telling you don't use synthetic oil if it's not it's actually better at distributing heat than natural oil but it is not nearly as good for your car to burn as natural oil is yeah Granted, you don't want your car burning natural oil either. Yeah. But <laughs> if you have like a rotary, or if you have a, a high, just a high burning engine like a an F series or just an a H high series, mileage, high mileage engine, really. Uh, you want to stay away from synthetic oils. Newer mm-hmm. engines, a lot of a lot of newer engines, like some of these hybrid engines that have been coming out and stuff like that, they're great for synthetic oil. They're new, they're all shiny, they're all polished up. But inevitably, the higher your mileages get and the more oil you start to burn in your car, you're going to want to transition into natural oil. But the differences are still very, very small. Just 
in general. Like if you were just to take standard, like off the wall, which you'd put in your everyday car that you got with 60,000 miles on it, synthetic versus natural oil, very little differences besides minor heat distribution and and um, how fast they break down and little things, little, little things like that. So let's go into the difference between high mileage oil and just standard motor oil, you know. Take well, it away. your standard oil is, you know, just oil, really. Uh, processed, of course. Uh, but the high mileage oil, it's your oil, plus it has more detergents, more cleaners, uh, more oil, oil stabilizers and stuff like that um, to keep your engine going, really. Uh, it's, I mean... These companies, these oil companies, really have worked around their high mileage aisle, the oils to uh, to cater to, you know, just high mileage engines, uh, detergents to clean out, you know, all the buildups and deposits and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy. So, have you found that? Because uh, I know some people, some people being like people on forums, we use a lot of. Uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I peruse on a lot of different forums for vehicles just in general yeah and a lot of things i saw a thread once it was like a hundred fifty thousand mile car oil guide or something like that and i actually saw someone who had and i used this example earlier but they had a rotary and they told people to stay away from high mileage oil because of all of the additives on the inside the detergents and all that stuff on a high 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 burning oil burning vehicle or actually can do bad things to your engine and do you think that that's true, or do you think that that's just something that this guy made up, and he's just got a high-burning engine with a lot of miles, and it's just building up anyways? Or Yeah, I mean, from the sounds of it, he just has a high-mileage rotary, which was going to burn oil anyway, because <laughs> yeah. the Apex seals are pretty much trashed after, like, 150,000, uh, especially the originals. Um, You'll go through oil so fast. You'll have to change, like, every thousand miles if you want to stay healthy. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um but yeah, I think honestly, I think high mileage oils are some of the like one of the best things that oil companies have come up with. Uh, it's really helped my engine. Like I know that for a fact. Uh, ever since I switched to high mileage, it runs better. Do you use high mileage in your vehicle? I don't. I have eighty eighty three thousand miles in my truck. I am man. I'm set. It's I'm nothing. great. One hundred ninety seven thousand. I started early in my car. I've been using. You know, they recommend you use high mileage oil at around a hundred thousand miles. And I started my car at 85,000 miles, and it seems like it's wasting money at this point, but... Do you notice a difference in the drive? No, no. no. It's not going to be something that you really feel well, like, and, like, you know, power. I mean, this you're... isn't Forza. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't get an oil change yeah. and then, like, 20 horsepower out of nowhere. But um, my car is not known for burning oil at all. Like, it, I could... <laughs> I, I went so long without changing my oil when I first got it, like six months and I was like a quart low <laughs> it was like yeah, okay. that happens to me like every month so <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's one I have an awesome new car two it's it's just my car just doesn't the engine that I have in there it just does not burn oil for now for now obviously that's why I'm starting getting those detergents in there breaking everything up you know I want to prevent as many of those oil-related, you know, sludge problems, stuff like that. Not that I... Yeah. Hopefully, my fuel isn't so bad that I would get sludge, but you never know. <laughs> and I also started running... Um, I ran 
some fuel injector cleaner in there. And I plan on doing that once every couple months too, just to keep everything nice and fresh. You know, I want to keep my car good. I drive it a lot, a lot. Like I drive big distances with it, which is why I needed such a, ga- a gas mileage savvy car. But so I started early, you know, I, I took that $20 extra or however much it is to do it. And sometimes I do it my own. Sometimes I take it to the shop to do it. it just really depends on how much time I have and whether I need to get some shopping done or, you know, but uh, I, I did the switch early and I actually two get two oil changes ago. I hit 85 and I um, switched oils. So that's pretty cool. Um, There's no, or I'm just going to preface this by saying like, if you have a 60,000 mile car, you don't need to be running high mileage. No. 85 is even probably too soon, to be honest. Well. Like, 100,000, for sure, you need to be running high mileage oil at that point. Yeah. I would even say by 90, you need to be running high mileage oil, for sure. Like, no no questions. Like, slap you, go put high mileage oil in your... But 85, 75, you're kind of like, eh, if you want to, at that point. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad thing to do, by any means. But, like, 50, 40... 30 you know you're, you're i mean good. you're good <laughs> you're good enjoy your cheap oil so yeah and um let's go into performance oil let's talk about the differences between standard oil and performance oil or is so so i here before we go into this would you say that there are three completely different things standard oil high mileage oil and performance oil or do you say they're like in a linear path like it's first it's standard then it's high mileage and then it's performance oil well i don't know i'd I'd say there are three different ways to do the same thing uh it's really the same basic concept i I mean literally they do the same exact thing but the difference is high mileage you know as we said has more detergent stuff to keep your engine clean keep it running um, racing oil is going to be lower viscosity, less friction. That's their main goal. They don't care about longevity. They don't care about making your engine last. They care about low viscosity, like low friction. Uh, just, you know, any way to get more power, this racing oil is pretty much all that is. Uh, your standard oil is just like oil that works. Keeping the engine alive as yeah. long as you can. Yeah. Let's- those racing guys fix the engine daily. Yeah, they rebuild their engines every few races or switch out the engine uh, entirely. I think we're off air. Why is this? I think we went offline. I don't know. Hang on one second, everybody. If we're still online. Hey, mate. We were doing a great job looking into the camera. So, we need to restart a little bit. Our stream went offline. Sorry about that inconvenience for those of you who uh, were trying to watch our stream. Oh. So the sorrow. Now. You're the man. I posted on Facebook because I had a couple people message me and be like, hey, it's not working. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So now Uh, we should be good. We're back. We're back online. On the line. On the line. Have you guys seen the I love that movie. That's <laughs> so funny. Exchangeogram. Can we talk about this on the line thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a, good, a movie. good movie. Okay. I'm officially. Exchangeogram. I'm going to set the phone down. That's Instagram. And just snap it and post it. No words. 
Hands off. So, I don't know how many of you guys heard it. I think we were basically talking about it for like 10 minutes, roughly. Roughly. Yeah. But I think we need to restart the oil topic, just to make sure. You guys cool with that? I don't care. Now, if if you missed anything... It's not going to be as detailed. If you miss anything, now's the time we can go back and you can act like... Actually, you knew it the I, whole I, time. Like I you said it. A lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Learning a lot. This is this is a learning experience okay. for me. So Learn while you do. To break this down real fast, we're totally going to skip the whole synthetic natural oil thing. Because basically all we did was just go full circle and say that minor differences. Yeah. If your car burns a lot of oil, use natural. If it doesn't, you're okay to use synthetic. My car doesn't. I use synthetic. His car does. He uses natural. End of the story. The end. Boom. Now we're going to go into the three types of oil. Quote, unquote, basic oil which if you go like to walmart and this is their standard standard oil change package what's in there high mileage oil number two and then performance oil number three so emmanuel we all standard oil cools your engine off. standard oil it's standard oil but lubricates the stuff cools your engine engine. that's that high mileage oil high mileage basically the same thing but it has added detergents, added cleaners and stuff to remove all the gunk, all the buildup that might have been there uh, from your lack of oil changes or whatever else, uh, carbon deposits, stuff like that. Um, then you got your racing oil, uh, 100% focused on low viscosity, low friction to get all the horsepower that you can. Um, take note, uh, if you run higher viscosity oil then your oil cap or your owner's manual says to um running one weight higher is better if you live in a hotter climate i do that myself uh my car says 5w30 i run 10w30 high mileage um it is good for hot climate uh, but the downside is it can wear wear out your oil pump a little bit faster um because it's literally thicker yeah, oil. Yeah, it's literally thicker. It's, it's made like, to take a thinner uh, weight of oil. Yeah, it's like trying to a good. If if you were trying to wonder what we mean by thicker, like you know, imagine the viscosity of water versus like ketchup. Not that extreme, but we're still talking about different viscosities. You know, one's thicker. It's yeah. obviously harder to pump ketchup than it is to pump water. You know, it's the same idea. Yeah. So, um. And racing oil is the exact opposite. It's incredibly low weight, right? Yeah. So if you were to run, you know, it doesn't cool nearly as efficiently, nor does it last as long either. But it gets the job done is the whole purpose for racing oil. It's in, it's out, it's done. Low friction, high horsepower. That's all all they want, really. Mm -hmm. That's all their point is. Yeah. So use high mileage fuel when you get above, what are we going to say? I say get above 80. 85. 85, 80. Yeah. That's Start what it says in the bottle. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. The high mileage oil, it's like 85,000 or above. You use this. Because I like, know most people wait until like 100. I didn't. Yeah. I waited until like 150. I should probably make the switch. I'm about to 84,000. Do you, do, you, do you regret waiting to 150,000 miles? or? I mean. Do you think it would make a difference on how your car runs right now if you had switched no. 50,000 miles ago? No. I'm, I'm glad I switched, though. Even that was about. 25 30,000 miles ago so you know it's been on it for a while and that's all it's been in the system for a good two years so. you won't notice that something's going wrong until something is wrong yeah you know what i'm saying and um, to kick your bike. 
That's all I'm gonna say. It it makes a really loud like boom noise whenever you kick it. I didn't even see the thing there. Yeah, Uh, I was just letting you know. Um, So it's fine. Use high mileage oil when you get above eighty five thousand, or at least try to, like I did. So that pretty much wraps up the oil thing. We condensed a ten minute segment into about three four minutes. So if if it streamed the beginning part, that's great. If it didn't, I'm sorry. We pretty much hit every single point. It was just more, less, less in between nonsense and more boom. So that was technically the advanced auto section, oil change. I still feel like that was kind of a newbie tip section mm. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, but oil is a thing that everybody needs to know because everybody's car needs oil. and You can't run without it. There's simple facts that if, like, if you don't know... You should, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. And manufacturers don't put the label high mileage just to get you to pay more money. It, it literally is a different oil. Like there's literally things in it that standard oil doesn't have. So like, big oil may be trying to screw you over with gas prices. But one thing they're not trying to screw you over with is high mileage oil versus st- like standard quote unquote oil. Yeah. I hate saying standard, standard but oil, motor oil, yeah. you know, and the really the price differences from bottle to bottle aren't that big anyways. It's, yeah, it's, it's really minimal, not. minimal, and um, that's one thing they're not trying to screw you over. I mean, they're not mechanics, you know. They're not trying to like pay you for every sweat that dropped, you know, while they were capping the bottle or something like that. It 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 really is worth the jump, in my opinion, anyways. You know, and once again, this is something that is easily debatable. Someone could come up to me and be like, "Well." The studies show that per dollar you spend on high mileage oil versus getting the maintenance, whatever. If you want to be like that, fine. Go for it. I mean, I'm sure there's a car somewhere out there that reacts badly to high mileage oil or whatever. But basic rules. Use high mileage when you're over 85,000. Use racing oil if you're racing. Don't use synthetic in a rotary or a high oil burning engine. And you're good. Boom. And the rules... That's that's the rules. That's it. And if you want to debate those, I'm sorry. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, anybody will tell you that, that you go to that knows a lake about motor oil or cars or motorcycles, you know? I mean... <laughs> Same thing applies. Every it all It's all motor, you know? I guess the only exception would be, is do they have high mileage blends for two-stroke motors? Yes. They yes, do. They do. Work at an auto parts store. They do. Not very many, but it's there. Like, we don't have that many, like, motorcycle parts because it's a car shop, you know, but still. They do. They make it. Poor two-strokers. If you're still driving a two-stroke, just do yourself a favor and switch to a four. Your life will be so much simpler down the road, I promise. And your car will, your motorcycle, sorry, will last longer. It's a beautiful thing, four strokes. It's a reason that we use them in cars. Yeah. There goes that section. (laughs) We beat that one like a horse, even though we said we were just going to go into it and leave. We went into it, left, and then came back and kicked it again. So, (laughs) what what else are we going to talk about? We had a couple topics lined up, but some of them are kind of eh, and we haven't really done a lot of research, so it's kind of eh. Future topics, 
Huh? What, what greater octane fuel do you guys use? Oh, that's a good one. I use uh, the regular 86. Is that what it is? Yeah, 86. 86? There we go. I use regular unleaded fuel, 86. I started running 89 ever since I got a job. What about you, Emilio? What kind regular. of... You just run 86? Yeah, 86. Okay, so now that we're throwing all these octane numbers at you, what is octane? Octane is just basically... It's... It's a scale, first yeah. off. It's not like a chemical yeah. or something. It's not like, this in my hand is octane. It's... It's... Basically, it's how volatile your fuel is, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um... It's probably not the textbook definition of octane, but that's the best way to think about it. It burns uh, stronger is a good way to put it. It's more explosive, combustible, Yeah, the higher octane. Um, racing fuel, for example, has ridiculously high octane. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid high. Like, what, what do you think? What kind of octane do drag cars use? Like those oh. professional uh, single gear drag cars. Well like over a hundred, hundred thirty plus. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, it's <laughs> like bomb-worthy racing fuel. <laughs> it's basically jet fuel. It's yeah, high octane, crazy high octane. Some of them run E eighty five ethanol though, which that's pretty cool. Well, that ethanol on, racing fuel on an octane scale though, it still burns ridiculously hot and oh, fast. Yeah, yeah, ridiculously hot and powerful. Um. Why is okay? So why at the gas pump do they even like? I mean, if we just run regular anyways and it's cheaper, why would you run eighty nine or ninety two? I mean, come on, what's what's the purpose? I guess it depends on the cars you're driving. You know, I mean, you don't want to put unleaded fuel eighty six in a in a sports car. You know, that's yeah. just not gonna. That's just you know, it's crummy crummy gas into a nice engine. You know, well, that's okay. The gas itself isn't like. Okay, I know people, you get what you pay for, quote-unquote. You, it's not like you're putting regular gas in your car is like the equivalent of buying, like, you know, cheap wine and trying to drink it. You know, it's not the same idea. It's just, it's not like the components of the fuel are, like, cheaply made or something. So, I mean, I don't like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't like the fact that you said crummy fuel because that makes it sound a little misleading. You know what I'm saying? It is kind of like that because in high high compression engines, it's just it's bad for it. They'll run they'll run wrong, you know. They'll like it. it oh, just like won't run your right. Honda S two thousand. Don't don't put yeah. You know. Don't put eighty seven octane in your S two thousand or your TSX or something like that. Anything that has like a ten to one compression ratio or yeah. higher. Don't or uh, your Ferrari. Don't do that. Yeah. No. If you spent more than $50,000 on your car, don't put, you know, don't buy the cheap yeah. gas. You it know? usually tells you not to on the gas dial anyway. Uh, my, it's like premium fuel. My parents' yeah. car, the Infiniti Q50, it specifically states, do not use anything below 89 octane. You know, it's bad for Premium it. fuel only. I think they still do anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their choice. They leased it. I yeah. mean, they don't have to deal with that long-term stuff anyways. That's true. So Not their problem. Exactly. That's what, how they look at it, I think. Plus, they save money at the pump. And it actually adds up, that extra 12, 13 cents. It adds up pretty fast. Now, granted, if you have a motor that needs higher octane, you'll save, potentially you save a lot more money in the long run by using the more expensive gas. But yeah, how much, how much more expensive is premium versus 
few cents. It, it depends where you go. The gas station I go to, it's actually really cheap. Cause like the Bucky's. No, I don't go to Bucky's. And but it's like I've seen like this premium fuel. It's just as expect as expensive as sun unleaded fuels that I've seen. So I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> really? You, you got me sold, huh? Have you noticed the gas prices have been dropping? Well, yeah, because they've yeah. stopped their whole... I mean, normally, it's weird. It's weird, because in the summer, gas prices always go up, yeah. and they usually go up into fall, but I think they can only go up so much more. I mean, do you remember when gas prices rose to like $4, everybody and then freaked out. everybody stopped driving their cars? Yeah. yeah. And they all sold their gas-guzzling cars and bought hybrids and compacts and stuff like that. Corollas, you know, cars like that. They sold their Hummers and got Corollas. Conspiracy yeah. theory. Conspiracy theory. The car companies did that on purpose. You think so? <laughs> Just to boost. To boost. Economy to car boost sales car were. Sales. Economy car sales were already booming. Yeah. And but it's like gas guzzlers are coming back. Pickup trucks. Because Chevys. Because gas is no longer four dollars a gallon. You know. And GMs are cheap. They are. Cheaper than the Silverados. Did we talk about on air? The new, uh, is it the Chevy that's coming out? That's going to be um, $18,000 for the pickup truck? Mm, yeah, we talked about that. Did we, did we mention uh, last it? Last week. Okay, I was just making sure we mentioned that in the news. Yeah. $18,000 for a Chevy pickup truck. Brand really? new. Single Brand cab new. Or, or is it, you know, the whole. I think it's a crew it's cab. Crew cab? It's the new Colorado, I think. Oh, the Colorado. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a smaller truck. Okay. It yeah. is smaller, yeah. But I mean, like the big it's Silverado, not like it. It's know. not like an F. You know, I mean, it's not. Like but I mean, even then, the Colorados have have got, like the, the, this, okay. The S10 became the Colorado. The Canyon became the Sonoma became the Canyon. And even then, those trucks significantly bigger, and as far as engine wise and body wise. So I mean, yeah. at, at their, I guess I'm not, I want to say I don't want to say at their peak, but at their at their new level, they were still. As, as uh, they still uh, guzzled gas as much as you know the Silverado or the uh, yeah they're the just Sierra. they're moving with the times. It's, like, its yeah. biggest competitor bigger is cars. the Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, the Tacoma. Yeah, That's its biggest definitely. competitor, and Truck Norris. Well, it used to be Truck Norris, but <laughs> it's an it's an all right truck. I mean, it's okay. Well, actually, driven. A Tacoma, I would buy that <laughs> if I was forced to buy a truck. I'd be buying a Tacoma. Tacoma Toyota fanboy over here, or um, Silverado. Yeah, not a fanboy. Mm, My dad Silverado. drives a Silverado. It's a nice truck. Besides the fact that the speakers in it are complete crap, yeah, God, they go out so fast. Pull them out. Uh, yeah, basically, they go. He was his started to go out at like thirty thousand miles. Really, it was crazy. And was same so thing with same thing with my grandpa who got his like two weeks before my dad did, and same thing with his brother who got his the day after my stepdad got his. So like all around forty thousand miles, their speakers just like and now they have no bass, and one of the speakers works. So. <laughs> Just rip it all out, put new Fix speakers it, in. GM. Fix it. No. <laughs> this is a message to you. No. Okay, we went completely off topic, we didn't really we? Did. Well, we were, Where we were we talking about? Discussing, uh, I don't gas. Know. Octane. octane. Octane and gas. And we were talking about, how did we get onto trucks? Uh, you asked Oh, cheap cars. Yeah, cheap economy cars. cars. Yeah. And I was there like, we did we talk about the cheap one? Yeah. Awesome. But no, that, that truck used to be like, priced at like 21000 right? Yeah. yeah. About there. And so it dropped, I mean... Just the mental idea of it not being twenty thousand dollars anymore is going to do huge things it. for its sales. Yeah. yeah, I might just buy one off the lot, zero miles. Like, yeah, come on, it's pretty nice. I mean, it's it. It is nice looking. It kind of has the the Tahoe, the twenty fifteen Tahoe headlight look. 
really? more, like really aggressive, Honestly, sharp, sharp eyed looking. It, it, it's decent looking. Speaking of that, what do, you, what do you guys feel about the new the new tacos and suburbans? Like, and they're I mean, pretty aggressive they're, looking. They, they they look aggressive, but kind of futuristic. Yeah, but I feel like they should have kept the style of the the 2010s, 2011. You know, it, it was nah. just simpler. It I was, like that they're progressing. I like that they're changing it. I'm in between. I am. I don't know. I like that they're changing things. I mean, it gets me kind of like, ooh, things are changing. You know, finally, things are changing. Jesus, finally. How long have they been on that old body style now? Oh, it's only been like five years. Five years, exactly. I mean, look at at cars these days. Before that, they're on it for like 12, 15 years. (laughs) But like, that's something, uh, you know what? Another tangent. Look at how fast car body styles are changing these days. Like, Back in the old days, you know, like when cars, like the 30s and 40s, it was like every year you would have a new body style or a new feature. You know, like look at old Corvettes. Like from like 51 to 55, something changes every year, whether it's the shape of the headlights, the shape of the tail fins, like the shape of the door handle. Something changes. Something, I mean, little things change, but something always changes. And I know some car companies do that now, even between like 2012 and 2013. But look at like... How long did this last gen of Camaro last? Like five years? Yeah, four years? I think it's about, yeah, four years. Something like four that. Four years? And Something now they've like come that. up with like a totally new, I mean, it's based off of the same body, but like it's completely different. The headlights different. are different. The yeah. bumpers It's a different. little more aggressive. It's got, yeah. we talked about it two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever. It's curved, but sharp at the same time. It's, it's chained, it's continuing down the path that it wanted to go on. You know, I think it's where it wanted to be when it came out with the new Transformers, Bumblebee, Camaro, you know, I think that's what it wanted to look like, but it wasn't ready and it needed inspiration from next gen Mustangs to get in where it is now. So, ouch. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I think, I think Camaro said, okay, we're seeing what like people like the Challenger and the Charger for this reason, and people like the Mustang for this reason, and they're like, so why don't we put those reasons together and make this Camaro? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. I don't know whether they actually did that. That might have been smart to do, but Chevys in general are just getting really aggressive. You I need like to calm that. down. I like that. No, I'm just kidding. Don't I like calm that down. aggressive look. Just keep going. I feel. I feel like a man. A big reason, not a big reason, but another reason they're getting more aggressive is because. Don't get mad at me for saying this, but I feel like that Camaros in recent years have become more of chick cars, you know? Oh, oh dude. yeah, dude. My yeah. aunt owns a Camaro. See, yeah, there you go. They want that aggressive look. They want the guys to get back into Camaros. Any any muscle car, the Mustangs too. They Mustangs have are girl chick cars. cars you know? <laughs> so they, they need that aggressive look to get back into the... I think the only like mainstream, okay, mainstream muscle car kind of like out of... Basically, there's four that I can think of off the top of my head. Mustang, Camaro, Charger, Challenger. Right. Those, those, do you have those, any more? Those, no, honestly. No, I would switch the uh, the Charger for the Corvette. Well, but we're in a totally different price yeah, bracket when you throw yeah. the Corvette in there. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I those are like five. Those are like entry level muscle cars. Granted, the Corvette, yeah, yeah. the C7 Corvette's not an entry level muscle car. <laughs> yeah. By see, any mean. Yeah. That's. But that's, the, the, I don't know, dude. The Chargers, a sedan. I know. I it's, I feel you, but like, look at the general populace. They all consider it a muscle car, right? Yeah. If you were to go up to Joe Schmo, who owned a, a Charger, and we we're like, "Do you think this is a muscle car?" What do you Hell think? Yeah, was? buddy. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll just like out of those, I see more dudes driving Challengers 
than any of those. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, got to do with that classic looking body. You know, it's true to the classic kind of long front end, mm-hmm. really like flat, you know, rectangular, rectangular, sharp, you know. So, I mean, out of all of them, that obviously that sharp, aggressive style of that, that flat boxy boom kind of style is what's winning guys over. And it just, I like it. I like it a lot. And the new, new, the new challenger, um, SRT Hellcat, came out dude that thing is so awesome i'm i hated on it so hard at first like i secretly hated on it i was like well it looks okay but like i saw i saw this guy doing a test drive you have to first off when you buy the car you get one key and then you have to sign a waiver and then you get this red key that unlocks like 85 percent of the car's power oh and then you have to take a class to get to unlock the last 150 horsepower for the vehicle and it's a black key right that's it's insane. so ridiculous. Insane. And then, like, this, there was a video of this guy who took his brand-new Challenger SRT Hellcat to the racetrack, right? It comes with these thick, meaty tires on the back, dude. And this guy just freaking dropped it with the black key in and was just gone. So fast. So fast. And he took a look under it. It's got aftermarket suspension. It's not coilovers, though. But it is aftermarket suspension parts. It's not adjustable or anything like that, which made yeah. me sad. But you can get adjustable suspensions for them. But it's it's completely aftermarket. There's a lot of aftermarket parts in the engine. Obviously, you know it's supercharged, so there's like no lag. It's freaking awesome. It's a twin screw um, mm-hmm. supercharger, and I like it a lot. I think it's really awesome. And for the price, you can't get a car with that much horsepower for the same price, can you? What's the price range on that? What was it forty thousand dollars? Wow. No, sixty-one thousand. Oh, sixty-one. Sorry, uh, never mind. Back up. That's still Sorry. pretty. That's pretty Restart. high. Restart. Sixty-one. Seven hundred horsepower. Yeah, I guess if you, if you really if you really want that horsepower, I guess it's not that bad. But to just buy it and just be like sixty-one. Okay, sixty-one thousand cash. Here you go. Seven hundred horsepower. And then you got to take the class, which they pay for. Oh yeah. Yeah. I bet you paid for it. It's probably yeah, somewhere it's in the probably well, okay, It's probably in the <laughs> You still pay for the class. It's in there. <laughs> yeah, but they tell I mean, you it's free. <laughs> it's, but you paid for it. And yeah. it sounds great. The exhaust sounds really nice on it because they tuned it to give it that awesome You know they rumble. made a the Charger Hellcat, too. Yeah. yeah. Same engine in a sedan. <sighs> in a sedan. <sighs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I'm it's technically... Kidding. It's only like... Six miles an hour, top speed slower, but sedan, four doors. Hmm? Can Don't do it. Top out with your kids in the back. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting back into that whole minivan territory that we were, or soccer sorry, mom, SUV uh, territory that we were. We had a big SUV conversation last week about exotic SUVs, and uh, it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. High end. Because Bentley's coming out with a new SUV. Really? And it's... It's pretty crazy. We talked about Porsche versus Bentley versus uh, a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. If they, if they made all one. made like brand new SUVs, like this year, they just started from scratch with a new SUV. Hmm. We all decided that the uh, Rolls Royce Rolls SUV Royce. was. If money wasn't an option, of yeah. Course. If money was no option, I would love umbrella. I'll tell you, what, you know what? You know what SUV I would buy? The new Floor Explorers. Those are those are nice. They're pretty pimping, but it'd have to be yeah. completely decked out. Oh, yeah. Like if I, mean, I was to buy to it, get a, get a lowering kit, you know. No and it's so expensive. Really? Are they, are they the expensive? Ford Explorer? The new okay, ones? do you know how much my mom's expedition was? 
No. It was like $30,000. It's decent. It's pretty good. That's cheap. For an SUV? That's ridiculous, dude. She bought that car like 10 years ago. Okay, well, 10 Not years even. ago. Okay, eight no years way. ago. It was like... Yeah. It was like... 2008? Okay, what year is it? 2014? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a 2008, was it? Yeah, it was. Okay. That was six years ago. Dude, okay. Like $30,000, $35,000. That car was expensive, dude. Okay, my mom's Suburban was 42000 Do you know how much my car is? Like brand new. My car's twelve. Twelve. Twelve thousand okay, dollars. Fourteen, your, your, actually. Your mom, I think fourteen thousand dollars. This is a hell of a lot better. It's faster. It gets better gas mileage. It has adaptive steering. I mean, Expedition but didn't have any of that. You're not, but you're not paying for that. You're paying for the amount of materials that they put into that thing. Yeah. It's like cup holders. It's like you have cloth <laughs> seats. They had that car had leather seats times eight. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a big car. It's what yeah, it's, made it's for. huge. You're paying for the space. You're paying for basically. the room. Yeah. Jeez, I I just can't get over the fact that like a car that's not even that great, man. It's not even that nice at all. Okay, yeah. Nice and where nice is engine wise or nice as just looks overall. Wise. Like it doesn't look good in my opinion. It doesn't drive very good. It I mean, granted, it had an amazing turning circle for a car <laughs> that big, but like gas pedal wise, it didn't drive that good. And then I think I, I drove it. I've driven time. it. I've driven it. <laughs> that, that, that dirt trail, remember? I think. What do you? What did you think? Um. Yeah. yeah. You're driving a tank. You're driving for, a tank. For having over 300 horsepower, it was like, no. It didn't feel no. like 300 horsepower. Really. Exactly. It doesn't at all. It feels like because it's, it's something. It's compensating for the weight. Because it was yeah. over a ton. Yeah. It's oh, well over. With no yeah. one in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like fill it with helium and it's still over a ton, you know what I mean? Yeah. My car would float away if you did that, you know? I just, I don't know. I, I'm i hating again. Sorry, guys. I mean, it just, geez, that's so much money to spend on a freaking tank. My parents paid, I want to say 19000 for their new uh, Mazda. Nineteen thousand for that little. See, and that's a nice that's car a really, too. Yeah, it is. Really that nice. is a nice car. That is awesome. Five seats though, not eight. Five seats. Um, Do three seats really cost no, that much more no. money? Should exactly. But it, it is a four banger, four cylinder. Really? Four cylinder. Wow. Does uh, it go? Yeah, it does go pretty well. It I've already go. driven it. I've already driven it. Huh? Yeah, and it has a uh, gear select. Like, oh, okay. Um, but all Mazdas have that now, basically. Most of them do, yeah. Even the Mazda Speed 2, the other compact that I was looking at, has that now. So, I mean, that was kind of a nice feature. I kind of wanted it. Yeah, but it is pretty cool. <laughs> it was just Mazda Speed 2 is such a bare-bones car. Yeah. So hardcore bare-bones. This one's pretty nice. It's leather seats, heated, um, rear-view camera, Bose audio system, and it does sound pretty nice. The audio system, I'm like, mm-hmm. I was I was cranking it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Better than mine. I'm jealous. It's pretty cool. Oh, man. Makes me want subs every time I hear it. <laughs> I'm like, You man. should just get some of those under-the-seat subs. Some of those cheap ones. I don't have under-the-seats, except my front seats. Man. My back seats don't have under-the-seats. Well, yeah, you don't have anything except for a gas pump underneath your seat. Fuel pump, <laughs> yeah. The fuel pump is right underneath your crotch in the driver's side rear seat. It's just like... So if it blows... You'll be the first to know. Yeah. And the last <laughs> to feel it. You know? <laughs> or the... No, you won't feel anything. It'll You'll just be the explode. first to go. You're just the first to go. You're just the first to go. You're the t- 
Hey. But you're in luck. No pain. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, the least amount of pain, or the most, depends. <laughs> it really just depends on how bad the burns are. are. <laughs> Who oh, knows? Man. With your luck, maybe it'll just perfectly go around you, and you'll be surrounded in a bubble of fire, and then everyone I'm around you like, will die. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. No, it would just odds up. It would just explode in your crotch and you'd die. Yeah, and then everybody around you is like, "Oh my god, Jamie's on fire!" And oh then my you're god, like, poor car. What did I ever do? <laughs> that's my car. We're talking about. That's you're gonna bad. have to relocate that. No, there's, that's not possible. <laughs> nah. Sure, it is. It's possible. I'd too much work. Too much work. Then there it's we go. More work than it's worth. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can move it to the trunk or something. What, get a fuel cell? Yeah. Take up my spare tire? Bink. I wouldn't have a spare tire then. Do you ever use it? Well, no, but that's the, the point of a spare that. tire. <laughs> you say that. Could you put your tire on top of your fuel cell? You know, honestly, I don't even know if that spare tire is going to work with my lowness. Should I'm be. probably too low for that spare tire to work. It's all good. I'll try uh, it. Roadside adjustment going on there? Yeah, basically. Height adjustment on, on the side, side of the highway. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! That would suck. So, what time are you? Do you think we're going on an hour now? Yeah, about forty-five minutes. Couldn't tell you. I'm gonna check real fast. Because we were at thirty-five minutes before. And it's almost eleven o'clock. No, yeah, we're going on an hour, dude. We are. Yeah. What section are we going on to now? Two minutes. Uh, the last section. Which is. I said we go. I mean, it's only an hour episode today. But I think we should probably just go into closings. What do you think? What about budget? Uh, what's, what's it called? Budget baller. Yeah, budget, budget, budget baller. Do you guys have anything to talk Ball about in budget, budget baller? Any 15 minute topics in budget baller? Depends on what we're doing. Are we doing budget baller? Can. We didn't do budget baller last week, did we? I think so. I think we did. Okay. We always do budget baller. Budget baller is important. So, you lead budget baller. Well, since we did a lot of suspension work this week, budget balling your suspension. Boom. Boom. It can be done. It can be done. So are, how much of a budget are we talking about here? Are we talking like you have $1,000 or you have... Depends okay. on your application and what you're trying to do. If you're trying to give your ride a little bit of a more aggressive look, yet still retaining your total street drivability, um, and you want a little bit better handling... And you drive a car, a four-door, two-door car, then yeah, we we have some stuff. Um, if you're just looking for looks, if you're going for looks, or if you're going for really aggressive stance, like there's stuff for everybody. Really, it just depends what you're trying to do. So let's start from cheapest to most expensive. Let's just say like three different price brackets. Let's say. I want to lower my anything for $100. I want to lower my anything for $500. And I want to lower my anything for $1,500. Go. Well, your first one would be if you drive like a Sonoma or something. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. Go go for it. All right. My Sonoma. Finding parts parts for that car, super easy. Um, eBay is my best friend. And uh, guys around town that drive trucks like mine. Best friends. I got lowering blocks for $20 at three inches, and me and Emmanuel did it at, the, at his house. So for like, people who don't know really fast, like a lot of people don't. Oh, 
lowering, lowering blocks. blocks lowering versus blocks. like okay. a spring or something. Okay. Well, lowering block is a it's it's a, it's a decent sized block about that big, that wide, and uh, that thick. All right, and it connects to the, it connects to the the top of the leaf spring where it connects to the uh, the axle. The axle. And it's yeah. only going to work on leaf spring applications, yeah, yeah. usually trucks in the back. Yeah. yeah, don't don't try to buy blocks for your Corolla yeah. or something. You know, it <laughs> it's, doesn't it's, work it's that way. It's strictly trucks. And the only downside about uh, lowering blocks is that it pushes everything down. So your leaf spring and your shock will go down, and it'll sit lower on the tire. So you have to take it easier driving-wise over speed bumps and, you know, cracks. I'm serious. Take it easier. Take it, okay. That's everything like lowered, though. Actually, yeah. Like, you actually take it easier, though. Do you? I do. Do you really? I haven't taken it a lot easier. You've been that. driving. I think just when your car is lower, something happens to your body. Like your blood flows more evenly or something. I don't know. You're closer to the earth. and I don't know. You just drive calmer. I grit my teeth a lot. <laughs> literally are no, heck no. I don't drive calmer. You I drive, drive more I drive cautious. more aware. Yeah, more cautiously. That's, yeah. that's the word. You're just then, so aware. Every time, you, every time you get like lackadaisical about it, you scrape and then you drive cautiously. Then you get back into it and you're like, nope. No. Okay. <laughs> so next price ring, $500. Go. Well, this is if you're looking for... Like, this is a good price range if you're just looking for um, a little bit of more aggressive look. You still want your daily drivability. This is like your daily driver. A little stance. Uh, so yeah. we're talking like the max, max, like a three-inch drop. Oh, yeah. Like that For $500, that's basically You'll find the max that. that you can get. It's like you can find you you can find kits for five hundred dollars or less. You're better. You're better. Like we're talking lowering springs, right? Is really where we're all where you are. Lowering in springs, range. Um, and even that's below your five hundred dollars. If you have five hundred dollars and you're just like, look, this is for my suspension. You can get lowering springs. Um, some camera adjustability would be nice. Most cars don't have that from factory. In fact, pretty much all cars don't have camera. Can you adjustability. name a car that does have camera adjustability from factory? No, <laughs> exactly. Like, but there's cars that have right height adjustability from factory. Nothing you're gonna, you know, no Corollas or. If you're on budget baller car, section, yeah, you know, you're probably you probably don't have a car exactly. That has, <laughs> yeah. um, but you're gonna want some camber adjustability. Camber bolts are a great option. Um, I got mine all the way around, uh, all four, uh, fifty-two dollars, and they're cheap. Cheap. You just need a torque wrench, and yeah, torque wrench. Uh, it has to be torqued right, or else they don't work right. And a buddy to help you out. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, you can get uh, sway bar bushings, sway bar end links, um, all both really cheap. And is that really a hide right right hide thing, or is that okay? That's that's just an it's overall a suspension, suspension. Yeah, it's a sp- suspension handling thing. So do you count? So you count sway bars. So are, when we're talking suspension handling, do you also count uh, braces for your vehicle? Do you count that as suspension or chassis work? I, that's that's chassis work, but it counts towards handling. Because I mean, I know some people put like a hood strut, and some people yeah, put a strut trunk. bar. Yeah, a strut yeah. bar, and some people will put undermounted braces mm-hmm. on their vehicle that will tighten everything up. And yeah. it's, sway bar is it's it's a flexible. It's the same application, but it's flexible and it's on your suspension. Like it's directly connected to your suspension. You know, it, it stiffens everything up a little it's bit. It's all for body rigidity, but that helps with handling. And it keeps your car from... Less body roll. Yeah. Swaying. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else in that 500 bracket? We got camber adjustment parts, sway bars, springs. You're lowering springs. and You know, that's pretty much it. 
bolts, camber bolts, are some of the easiest. I mean, you're only going to get, like, max. I think the max you can get from a bolt is, like, 2 degrees. Mm, uh, 1.35. One point from a bolt, like... Yeah, and uh, the ones I have, uh, Ebok, uh, the max you can get is a degree and a half. But even that, that took uh, my curler when I got it aligned today. It took it from, like more camber than it needs down to like two degrees of camber uh two degrees of camber in the back and then one degree in the front because i have camber plates on my coilovers so did they adjust your camber plates now that we're talking about yeah it? they did okay they did awesome they didn't touch your ride height though no okay good mm-hmm. <laughs> um so um yeah i mean and, and it, it may not seem like it's noticeable with those bolts but the second you do it you'll be like oh oh there it is yeah you know, it looks do, different if, if you have the time Put it, put it on and, like, don't adjust the camber bolts and, like, have them just where it would be factory, I guess you could say, in that middle section and ha- put your tire on and then adjust your camber bolts all the way and then put it back on and you'll notice that it's just a little bit more tuck and that whole tire being that degree and a half off, it actually makes a difference. Yeah. And you can feel the handling difference, too, mm-hmm. especially because when I was going to the shop, I probably had, like four or five degrees of camber and like yeah. the steering was so responsive and jerky but then i got aligned and we it's, did it's that. much better yeah <laughs> we, we moved did those camber that. plates all the way in yeah that was uh, cool. it was awesome you got to have mad camber for a little bit yeah it like was really day. mad though it was crazy, it was crazy camber, camber. It, it got pretty intense that was a lot it was it was it was a very it was very visual how yeah. much camber you actually had but I wanted to keep my tires, so I got it all fixed. Um, huh. And that brings us to our next level. The $1,500 level. Um, this is where you're going to want to buy coilovers. Obviously, the adjustment is just so superior to anything else on the market. Uh, you have full height adjustment. You have dampening levels for the shocks. You have camber adjustment, usually on the front. usually come with camber plates. And... Nothing else is that adjustable. It catered to what you need, to what you want. Uh, you can go higher, lower. It doesn't matter. Uh, and everything, like, basically besides springs, also counts in this section, too. Sway bars, you know, uh, camber bolts. Uh, even camber arms in this section counts. You know, yeah. th- this all, just basically springs don't count, you know, anymore. And blocks. Yeah. You know, you don't need blocks if you're going to be... Uh, Swapping everything out, you can you can drop a truck for less than fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. It's a lot. It's a lot easier. Trucks it's a lot more simple. Yeah. yeah, simple setup. Yeah. You should see the springs that he got for his front. They're like so like. What's the word I'm looking for? Basic, like raw principle. Raw. There we go. Yeah, they're so raw, and it's nice. Just boom, spring, and like the coilovers that he got were like. Fancy purple, shiny, like shiny, black and shiny, black and, purple. and his was just like metal spring. Spring. <laughs> this is American, <laughs> exactly. It was nice, American. But you know, well, you know it was yeah. Yeah. the American that we used to be. <laughs> it was, it was nice. Um, so yeah, coilovers win if you have more than a thousand dollars, maybe even like that eight hundred dollar range. If you're like, you can get. I some, have eight hundred dollars, yeah. just. Do your research before you buy coilovers. Definitely, and make sure they are for your vehicle. Don't just assume like it's a, if it says universal coilover, don't trust it. Don't, don't buy it. Um, because so, every every setup's different, really. Yeah, yeah, unless you get like a car with a different name on the exact same 
frame and suspension and everything, which happens, but you know, <laughs> not often, not often enough. Uh, yeah, just check your applications. Um, and you know, coilovers aren't all that expensive. Yeah, a thousand dollars is a lot of money. I I get that. You buy them and you're done. But yeah, that's a one-time purchase, and you'll never have to buy it again. And they're adjustable too. Yeah, and if your tastes change, they change with your tastes. Yeah, really, it it changes for what you need it for. Just don't cheap yourself out on coilovers. Like I've seen coilovers for like a full set of four for like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Don't buy anything under what like eight, unless it's on yeah. like some crazy doorbuster deal. And even then, be wary. They're on a deal for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, just do your do your research. Check the forums if people have problems with certain brands stay away yes yeah, is there any brands that you would recommend um i love my d2s d2s are a good brand um tn i feel are overpriced but if you're doing if if you're looking for a track setup if you're if you just want to race it and you don't want to be like a stance guy or anything like that tn's tn's are a good brand that's what they're kind of geared for too. yeah that that's really what they're based off of it's a racing coilover they're not really... And it's a big name, so if you're one of those people who likes Gucci because it's a big name, you might like <laughs> TNs because they're a big name in coilovers. Yeah, and you're, you're paying for the name a little bit. But it's like buying Falcon tires. They are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I want Falcons. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but, but you know, you're paying for performance, yeah, but you're also paying a lot for that name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Another brand, uh, KW, KW Coilovers. That's a good one. That's a good brand. For, for the price, too, it's a really good brand. Yeah. Um, but D two is a I D two is one of the best for budget, the price. Yeah, for the yeah. price, it's big bang for your buck coilovers, and especially for the stance guys. Um, but they do ride really well for performance, and even daily drivers. Like I read on the some forum, some guy was complaining about his D twos being too harsh, harsh of a ride. And it's probably because it was stiff, right? Yeah, I got mine on. It's, I'm like, this isn't harsh. It's, it's a coilover. It's I mean, a coilover. Especially what do you if you adjust it right, because they're completely adjustable. If you adjust it right, if you soften it up a little bit, Just turn the dampening way down, dude. <laughs> like, it works. Now it's going to be harsh if you have it completely tightened, but you also have a very tight, very, I guess, oversteery. It's responsive steering. Very responsive. There we responsive go. Responsive steering. Quote unquote jerky. If you're not used to it, yeah. Like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, because my, like, my, okay, because it's such a big difference for me because my th- steering used to be so lethargic on my stock suspension, my, what, what is it now, uh, 12, 13-year-old, 13-year-old shocks and springs. 190,000-mile shocks. Yeah, so the, actually, this is a big The difference. shocks held Nine up day. amazingly they really well. Good. They were really like spit-polished good, yeah. but the springs... And the and boot. the boots were all torn up and stuff. Uh, it was it was time. It was time. The actual shock was like you could have just taken that metal rod out and sold it as a brand new component, <laughs> yeah. and no one would have been able to be like, "Oh, that's that's been on a hundred ninety thousand mile car." Max, I could say is like, "Oh, someone got in a wreck at like ten thousand miles." You know, it looks yeah. spit polish new. You know, yeah, it was crazy. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah, very well made shocks, Toyota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was time to replace them, and I'm glad I did. That was worthy investment. Awesome. So, I think we are done here, guys. We're running at about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes. 
we're making up for the weird 10-minute lull we had at the end of last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where we just <laughs> rambled for no reason. Um, About it's late who over knows here. what. Yeah. Because these guys got here late, and we had to set up and adjust, and I couldn't find my headphones to listen to us. So, I love you guys. Thanks for watching. This is the first live stream episode, you. and it's going to be on YouTube, and I'm going to put the intro music in, and I'm going to put the logo on it, and then we're going to do the other video another day because it's late and you getting kicked out of my house. So That's cool. <laughs> this is it, right? Anybody have any closing remarks? Anybody they want to say hi to? Anybody they want to give a shout out to? Shout out to all the truck drivers. I got respect for you guys. Truck drivers. Truck drivers. Anybody? Um, shout out to the band kids that came and saw us while we were working on the coilovers. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout outs to the haters. My low <laughs> car. And shout out to that alignment shop. That was really cheap. For you know that, that name? Four wheel alignment. You can alignment. give them a plug. You know, I would if I had my business card. It's in my car. Failed. Do you know but what city it's in? Next time, I will. It's in Pasadena, Texas. So alignment shop in Pasadena, Texas. I will have the card next There's time. Like so we will one. full info. We will give you, and we'll take a picture of it. You'll have so. the plug. Yeah, there we go. And um, shout out to everybody. Just to everybody. Thank you, viewers. To you yeah, guys. Definitely. I'm going to give a shout-out to you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to give a shout-out to D2 for making the coilovers. Pretty Toyota bad. for making the car. Everybody. Everybody gets a shout-out today from me. People Jesus, watching. You're all people who are going to watch. You get a shout-out. Jesus out. gets a shout-out. You know. The gardener? All of them. <laughs> all of the Jesuses. No. Everybody gets a shout-out. And I'm not just saying that to be like, oh, he's one of those guys who's like... I love everybody. No, I really do. I love doing this. It's so much fun. I know I've we been have a little times. lazy with putting it together, but I don't know if you can see behind me, but there's like boxes everywhere and like getting ready for college. And just the fact that we can get together and still do this and put the hour and a half down to get everything together. It was a little sloppy. I promised. Hold me to this. Next episode, we will have show notes. It'll be organized. It will be organized. Definitely. I swear. This one, we were seriously like yesterday. It was like eight or something. And we were like... Do you guys want to do a show tomorrow? And we well, were like, okay. <laughs> it was like the day before yesterday. Well, yeah. And we were like, just finished the coilovers and like, hey, man, all tired and sunburnt and whatnot. And we were like, <laughs> dude, we got to do a show updating the people. So we're like, you know, that's cool, man. Let's go. <laughs> Next episode, we will do a quick overview of his coilovers, of his whole suspension thing. We'll basically do a review of our own video. We'll do an overview for people who haven't seen it. You know, I'm going to put it on the website and YouTube, but for people who haven't seen it, we're basically just going to go over the video of like, this is what we did. This is what we talked about. This is what it shows. And boom. And then we'll talk about, well, cool. here's our show. We'll probably talk about, do you want that to be, I mean, we did budget baller suspension today. I like the budget baller suspension. That was cool. Yeah. So it's a good topic to talk we'll, about we'll come up with all this stuff when you guys, we won't spoil it all. We'll have for more you. knowledge for you guys next episode. I like sure. giving you guys tidbits about what we're going to talk about next week. Um, we're not going to talk about the transmission next week. Expect that two, three, maybe even a month from now. We'll hit transmission, and we will hit it hard. Whole episode, whole hour and a half dedicated to transmission. Close to it. Close to it. It'll, we'll be, it'll be in depth. We'll have news, and we'll have transmission, which it'll will be, be at least 30 minutes long. Yeah, it'll be in depth. You'll get the full. And it won't just be him answering everything. We'll both. Oh, God. It's going to be great. Yep. Do you want to be here for that? I we need to get I'll... Richard back. If we can get him back next episode, he's going to talk about his truck. 
We're going to stop teasing you. We're going to let you see him. He's going to talk about his truck, and it's going to be awesome. And you guys will get to see his cute face. So now that you guys have all seen our kawaii faces, you know. Um, all right. I think that's it. Yeah. All righty. All right. See I'm Garrett. Bit. I'm Emmanuel. Emilio. And this is the Redline Radio crew signing out. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever I manage to muster up the energy to go hit the stop buttons. That's really far. It is that's, really, really far. That's incredibly far. I just, oh, you got to get one of those T-Rex on a little claw thing. Just, and just like, wink. Yeah. Hit it. Like a little, what do they call them? Those little puzzles that you push a button and it, the ball rolls this way and the little it bounces up a spring and then a Rube's Goldberg machine. Go. A Rube, 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 Rube Goldberg. Goldberg machine. Rube Goldberg. You need one of those. Just to end the video. Just, just like some crazy, <laughs> some crazy useless, uselessly overly complicated machine. I did one of those with Jacob Sanchez, a good friend of mine. We did putting ketchup on a, uh, a hot dog <laughs> and we had like books we had like this the fan like knocked something over and carried like a ball that knocked out it was crazy dude it took us like seven hours yeah <laughs> that was a lot less fun than putting coilovers on let me tell you <laughs> yeah. oh man all right guys i'm gonna hit the stop button now Bye. see you next time Oh, I forgot to end the audacity recording. The audacity. Josh called.